Welcome to the School of Radiance podcast. I'm thrilled that you have joined me today. Now, what is radiance? Radiance is the electromagnetic projection of your body, mind, spirit, and energy, as well as other aspects of yourself humming along just fine. How do we become radiant? Join the schoolofradiance.com membership for the cherry on top approach. How to enter a room and have people notice you at the right time in the right way for the right reasons. Have them be attracted to your radiance. This will positively impact your personal and professional relationships and allow you to navigate life with greater ease, beauty, and radiance. This is where I share my behind the scenes, body, mind, spirit, energy, and biohacking and detoxification practices that I don't share anywhere else. Join the membership at theschoolofradiance.com and enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. In today's show, we are going to be discussing cultivating a beautiful and radiant life. And that's kind of what I've been talking about a little bit more on the show is not only can we achieve and receive the best hair, skin, nails of our life, but how can we also live a life with purpose and call in more beauty and radiance, abundance and all of that goodness. So today we have a returning guest on the show. We have Megan Walker joining us today. And let me tell you a little bit about her. But first of all, be sure to subscribe, like, share this episode be active in the comment section and I will review your questions. This is also a live and interactive session here on YouTube. So all my interviews are hosted on YouTube and then the audio only is hosted on the Rachel Varga podcast. So Dr. Megan Walker is a naturopathic doctor and anthropologist focusing on health and business optimization for clinician entrepreneurs and game changers. As an entrepreneur, Megan started and sold her first business while in university and as a co-founder and past CEO of the digital health media startup, Bright Almond. Megan co-founded and sold her first clinic, the Integrative Health Institute, after graduation from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, and went on to found and sell her second micro practice, Anthropology Performance Labs. She is currently the host and the pod and the podcast host of Impact with Megan Walker, which I was recently on. So be sure to check out her podcast, Impact, and listen to our fabulous session all on skin optimization. And Megan Walker is also the co-founder of Health Hives and CEO, chief cheerleader at Clinician Business Labs, a platform to assist clinicians to scale and amplify their businesses. Megan is an award-winning speaker, having spoken on international stages and through multiple media outlets on topics related to women's performance medicine, brain health, and entrepreneurship. Megan is the host and producer of the annual Entrepreneurship Conference, impact lives and most importantly the bedtime story reader to her three girls welcome 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 megan walker hi i'm great how are you rachel i'm so happy to be here again 
It's lovely to have you back on the show. And for all of you tuning in, Megan is one of my favorite humans. We are sort of two peas in a pod. We're sort of clinicians that have gone into the entrepreneurial space and are really taking our insights from being clinicians and entrepreneurs to blend the best of both worlds. We actually have a number of doctors and nurses and providers listening to the show too, which is very flattering. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Megan. What's your story and how did you segue as a clinician into what you do now? Yeah, well, thanks for the question. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. And so I think that's one of the key, uh, the the key pieces here and the undercurrent of what, um, of, of what really tells my story. So you know, as you said in the intro, I started my first business when I was university. I had a cottage cleaning and catering business, partly because I was fired from my first job. And I was like, how do I get to stay at the cottage and sit on the dock and pay for school and all these things at the same time? I just looked around and saw, you know, all of these all of these challenges in my in my arena and um and sort of my entrepreneurial journey was born and then you know like so many people in the allied health space i had my own i had my own health challenges i i came across naturopathic medicine um and in doing so went oh gosh i need to combine my interest in entrepreneurship with this incredible system of healing um and what really spoke to me was this notion of upstream health treating the root cause and having systems around that piece so I, long and short, I became an naturopathic doctor. I opened a practice um, and I got really clear while practicing that my mission was not just how do I work with patients and optimize their health, but my actual true mission is like, how do we put this system of medicine in the hands of millions and millions of people? And then as I pondered that question, I went, oh gosh, like I can't, I can't do this obviously on my own and I can't do it when I stacked my schedule 40 hours a week with one-on-one patients, how do I leverage myself? How do I leverage my time? What is necessary um, for us to get this message out there? And so it wasn't because I was like, oh, it's a good business move to help support clinicians that I made that transition. It was because I got really clear that my mission in life was more important than the model in which it was currently playing out. Um, and I just made the decision. I'm, I'm going to dedicate my work in the world to helping as many people as possible have access to naturopathic medicine, functional medicine, you know, all the stuff that we, uh, that we do. And so that informed the way that that manifested as bright almond, as my micro practice, as clinician business labs on my podcast, all of it have been, Uh, stepping stones in this mission of how do we put this intelligent system of medicine where we truly teach people how to prevent illness and prevent unnecessary aging and find radiance and purpose and, and actualize potential. How do we put that system of medicine in as many people's hands as possible? And that's, that's where we are today. Yes, you are here to make an impact. And that is exactly what you're doing. And one of the reasons why I love you and I love working with you and being in connection with you, Megan, is because I'm doing the same thing for the aesthetic world, too. I'm a little bit of a disruptor. I'm wanting to promote more safety and ethics and optimal outcomes, which I know you are into as well in the naturopathic space. So that's great that you did that. Thank you. Anything else that you'd like to share? Honestly, more than, than anything else, you know, I, I speak to entrepreneurs day in and day out and, and we get really, we get really focused on wanting to understand the mechanics. Well, how did you do that? How did you go from here? And, and where I start with everybody and one of the key ingredients for that to actually flow and be easy to you 
is to really get clear on, on what your mission is. Your mission can change. It can evolve over time, but it was actually that clarity of mission and that clarity of potential impact that informed every other action that I did. And so, you know, that's the only thing that I would add on top of this is I think sometimes we're like, you know, success leaves clues. What, what did she do that worked? The thing that I did that worked is I got really clear on what my mission was. And for me, I've been fortunate. It hasn't actually shifted the way that I worked on it has shifted. Um, but you know, for all those people who are, have an inclination towards impact, just like my favorite thing to talk about, um, get really clear on what you want that impact to look like, um, and how it could manifest. And then the, the details will actually take care of themselves. I love it. Just like speak things out to fruition. And it's just crazy how things mm -hmm. will align when it's Absolutely. the right thing for you. For sure. So you love to talk about finding your purpose, but I'm also interested because we talk about body, mind, spirit, energy optimization here on the show for slowing aging and being radiant. Yeah. But why is finding our purpose also critical for our health and slowing our aging process? What's some of the physiological goodness here? Yeah, so it's super interesting to me because, you know, in practice, I I, I was always trying to understand what made somebody, uh, what made someone healthy? Like, and why did this person come in with the same lab work and the same story and the same diagnosis? And this person came in with it and they got better. And this, this person's, you know, fl floundering in that illness. And so I started to find some commonalities. And one of them I found was that people who could articulate a sense of purpose in their life can change, but were like, had a clear sense of purpose. They got better faster. They got sick less frequently. We saw better trajectory with chronic disease in terms of outcomes. And I went, <laughs> excuse me, there's no way it's just me who's observing these pieces. Like there's gotta be research on this. So I went back to the research and had a look at it. And sure enough, there's, there's a ton of literature around this concept of purpose distinguished from passion. This idea of if someone can articulate that they have a sense of purpose in life and are taking action in that direction, uh, what we see is a blunting of one's cortisol curves. We actually see people working really hard and doing all the same stuff as somebody else, but they're not actually seeing the physiological ramifications of that action the same way. We see people with cardiovascular disease have less incidence of recurrence, neurological disease, less incidence of cancer and higher rates of longevity in individuals who have a sense of purpose. So it's actually quite profound. I would say I observed that in my most radiant clients too. They lived a life full of joy and had various body, mind, spirit, energy practices. But yes, we see this in different areas of the world where people live longer. Is there more integrated within the family as well? And they have a role to play. And absolutely that this helps to reduce cortisol and get you more into a relaxed state. And yeah, it's kind of one of those things when you just have faith that everything will work out for you. It just magically does, but you do have to have that faith. And that's also where spirituality can come in to practice as well. And I personally, why is finding and living our purpose so critical to health? For me, it's actually all about living radiantly. And for me to show up here and host these really fun interviews and create this free content for all you guys to help keep you on the straight and narrow, I kind of get a benefit from it too. So if we can like hack this for a second, if we can have a life with purpose, that is something that will help us to actually be better humans and look and feel our best. It's kind of a win-win for everybody, not only for myself as the teacher, but also for you as the community tuning into the show here as well. 
one of the things I'd love to um, ask you that I like to ask everybody on the show here is what are you noticing about the most radiant people that you encounter? Now you're kind of interwoven with people from all different backgrounds and social groups and all this. But if you could just have a couple of points to share with us on what are you noticing about the most radiant people you encounter? I'm I'm guessing you're probably going to say they all have a sense of purpose, but what are maybe some of the other life practices that they employ as well? So the first thing I think is just so topical to the fact that I just had this cough and cannot remove it from my throat is that I actually, the most radiant people I know are people who actually don't take themselves that seriously, that there is a capacity to to just laugh at yourself. Like I'm laughing as I do this. And I was like, should I just like shrink below the table and cough or should I? (laughs) It was, it's so funny to me. I had a cough. Like I don't, I don't ever cough. I had a cough like this. Um, last year at a live theater production. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to start to cough. Um, but I, I also find that that radiance piece comes with that sense of humor, that ability to laugh, that willingness to let your mascara like drip down your face, like seeing the humor and the reality in, in life. To me, what that, you know, exists with is a state of, of confidence and sense of self. And um, that always exudes that radiance. And if I were to sit back and go and think about some of the most radiant people I know, the people who can just like stand on stage and like, how did they pull themselves together like that? How do they speak with such clarity? They're the, also the people who in the green room five minutes earlier, we were just like killing ourselves laughing. We were like, you know, scooping up each other's makeup. We were, we were laughing at each other and the circumstance, but also at ourselves. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways that we can look at that piece, but that, that sense of humor and that ability to smile and find joy and just relax, there is an easy radiance. There's not a contrived radiance that emerges from those people. Um, and so my cough was planted to remind me of that. Fabulous. I love that. And one of the things that I did actually at this recent biohacker live conference in West Palm Beach that I just had just some amazing time with amazing people that are health conscious. When you go to these health conferences, like we're going to be meeting up in Scottsdale pretty soon. It's like a model bomb gets dropped. It's like when people are actually taking care of their beautiful bodies and are living a life with purpose, it's like the skin just shines differently. There is more clarity to the eyes that I find and live being in a humor it's a really good energy and it's a really great way to reduce your stress um, behind the scenes what before I went on stage recently uh, I actually had all my nootropics I had all my adaptogens I was like handing out supplements and nootropics because I was like whoa I'm not nervous at all I'm just having a great time over here because I was fueling my body with certain nutrients and then I was sharing them I was like everyone's like utopia supplement dealer it was hilarious was like oh I gotta get more from my room I'll bring you some <laughs> and we were having fun and I think that's great it's like I don't take myself too seriously anymore as well uh, I used to when I look at past videos and that I would film of myself here on YouTube I was very you know proper it's and it was just it was just not good it's like when the, the beauties and the imperfections 
Absolutely. So how do we go about finding our purpose? I know that my purpose is to study radiance. Before it was to, you know, help people as a nurse, but now it's transitioned into, okay, how can we not only help people as um, with my understanding of healthcare and all that stuff and the various body systems, but what are some of these additional layers, body, mind, spirit, energy, and detoxification practices and biohacking? But you have to do it with a purpose in mind. It's like to overcome pain, to be able to perform in your personal and professional life. And I've been doing quite a bit of um, inner work on this as well. So what are some of your tips for helping us find our purpose, no matter how old we are? Yeah. And, you know, as you ask that question, I want to I want to differentiate three key uh, topics. The first is the difference between purpose and intention. So we can do things intentionally. We can work out intentionally. Um, and that is really where, you know, we're removing those distractions. We have clarity on why we walked in the room that day, what outcomes we want to have. And intention can certainly be long-term, but I often think of intention as being a, a shorter term level of awareness and clarity on why we're doing what we're doing. Purpose in contrast, in my experience is a bit deeper than that. So purpose is now where we have clarity on the longer term, bigger picture. And then we have intentional actions that support that. I'm going to the gym and working out because I want my body to be super strong because I want to be able to show up in the world in a certain way, or I want to be present for my community a certain way, or I want to be present for my kids a certain way. So the purpose fuels the intention. The thing I also want to just distinguish here is this notion of passion. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I found my passion, my purpose, you know, like, and we kind of use the two things interchangeably. But again, from my experience, this notion of passion, these are often short-lived, often dopamine-driven interests, which is cool. Like I've had lots of passions over the years, things I'm I'm into. I watched my dad. He's got, he's like, he has passion projects. He was into sailing. He was like into bocce ball. Now he's into croquet and he's like, he has all these passions. None of them are his purpose. None of the things are the reason that he gets up and lives and breathes every day, but they're these beautiful intersections and interests in his life. But I make the distinction because a lot of people are like, it's my passion project. We go all in. And one of the things about passion you have to be careful of is it can burn you out. So the idea of purpose and the clarity around purpose is it's actually deeper. And I alluded to this before that we actually see a blunting of our cortisol curves when we're engaged in purpose. It is an integration of a few different things. And so, you know, this question of how do I find my purpose? Well, I wanted to make those distinguish those distinctions so we don't we don't get distracted. So when you're looking to find purpose, the first thing that I want you to just start on and focus on is what are you good at? Like legit. There are things you can do, Rachel, I couldn't begin to do. I know like you're a talented musician. You've got all like, you got a million talents, but like, that's one of them. Not, not in my talent bank, right? What are the things you're really good at? Maybe you're just, you know, you're so good at, at organizing or you're naturally an inclined uh, speaker, or you can hold space and empathetic space with someone one-on-one in a way that's magical. Be really honest with yourself and inventory the things you are good at all of them, even the things you don't love, which takes us to number two. Yeah. Did you want to jump in? 
I'm just rambling. No, I love it. I'm rambling before my voice decides to cough again. So we've got, we've got things we're good at. And for a lot of people, this is actually quite hard. It's really hard to stop and be honest with yourself. Gosh, like I actually have a bunch of talents of things I'm really good at. And if you're having difficulty with this, ask other people in your life to be honest with you about things you're good at. So things you're good at. And I want you to take that list and I want you to actually just circle the things on that list that you love to do. Because there are some things you are talented at that you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I always reference Andre Agassi because he was an incredibly talented tennis player. And he's like, I hated tennis. It wasn't his purpose. It was like a fleeting exposure. It was a manifestation of his skill set, but not his purpose. So I don't want you spending time doing things and working towards things and trying to amplify things that you don't actually love to do. We all have this capacity to distinguish things we love. So like drop duty at the door and lean into the things you love. So the stuff you're good at, the things you love to do. <clears throat> and then the third category is we take all those things we love. And this is where it gets fun. And we get to brainstorm and we go, how can I take these and, and give them and have them manifest in contribution? So the whole idea of purpose is it's not like, oh, my purpose is all to do these like self-centered, self-centric things. No, this is acknowledging your skills and then turning them outwards. How does your purpose manifest for you as a parent? Because being a parent is not a purpose in and of itself. And this is always stressful for people when I say that. How does your purpose manifest for the work you do, the volunteerism that you engage in, your local community? Your purpose can manifest in a variety of different ways, but it's this confluence of things you're good at and things you love. And then if you are entrepreneurially inclined you don't just have to have your purpose be something that you volunteer into the world. You can take your purpose and you can package it and start to scale that impact and purpose. And you can turn that into an entrepreneurial endeavor. And those entrepreneurs that I have on my podcast where I'm like, you know, did you learn to be an entrepreneur? Were you an entrepreneur forever? The, the ones that I'm just so curious are the ones who are like, I had no clue how to entrepreneur, but I wanted to amplify my purpose in the world. And so those are the ones who have the staying power and the longevity. They're not, they're not just doing the thing for six months because they got excited because their friend down the street was doing it too. They're like, no, legit, I have work to put into the world and I'm going to get compensated for it. And I'm, I'm going to keep sticking with it. So things you're good at, things you love, things that you can contribute. And then if you're lucky, you can package it off and put it into an entrepreneurial endeavor. Thank you. I can absolutely relate to that. My mother is a nurse. My father is a carpenter. And so the most practical thing for me to do after high school was to get my bachelor's of science and nursing degree. And then I actually wasn't sure if I wanted to become a dentist, a naturopath, a physician. So I actually wrote my DATs and MCAT. I don't know if any of you listening actually know that about me, but I also have the Gen Chem Organic Chem Biochem. Little did I know that I would be able to take those med school prerequisites and then apply them to actually becoming like a super science aesthetic nurse. <laughs> <laughs> understanding the mechanism of action of lasers because I had a physics understanding of uh, different rejuvenation products and skincare products and how those ingredients actually interact with the body. One of the things I wanted to mention was physiologically how living with purpose, and by the way, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur, but a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm either going to do med school or I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm just going to go for it. And uh, I, I actually went the entrepreneurial route and never looked back. It's amazing. The freedom that you have to create the life that you desire 
and it doesn't have to look how you thought it would look. In fact, how I thought my work would look is actually a lot slower and a lot calmer than like this jet set lifestyle that I was kind of um, on route to a number of years ago, but then got bumped off track into something even better. So being able to make space with what you feel like your purpose is, but not always being committed to where that will go. But yeah, 100%. I never thought I would have any entrepreneurial bone in my body. And now here I am and both my husband and I are as well. But this concept of neuroplasticity, when you continue to challenge yourself with both personal and professional learning, you are stimulating your brain. And who is one of the godfathers of speaking on neuroplasticity? It's Dr. Joe Dispenza. And we get to hang out with him soon, don't we? Yeah, we do. So excited. What are you looking forward to being in his energy? And also Marie Forleo will be there too. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm just really excited about this idea of of people getting resourceful right now and creative and going into the, there's a lot of conversations in the world around scarcity. Um, and I'm always fascinated by what happens to people when that happens. And in fact, um, you know, the second COVID shut down a lot of people in the allied health space, which is where I worked. I like I went into I went into overdrive. I was like, I am I've always been good in a crisis. Um, and that's when I get most creative. That's when my business grows the most is when it's like, oh gosh, we need to figure this out now. Um, and so there, there are conversations of scarcity as it pertains to global economics, uh, right now. And I'm actually really curious and have been enjoying hanging out in the quantum, um, in terms of being really creative, because the way we have always done it is about to get reconfigured, uh, yet again. And within that, I think is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity because simultaneously I think people are are wanting healing they want to look at their health differently they want to take ownership and personal responsibility in a different way and so I think that for those individuals who are leaders and who have a vision there's gonna be tremendous opportunity for you to help bring people to that new level and that that new vibration and so I think it'll be really fun to be in the room with someone who is so conversant and used to hanging out and thinking in the quantum and bringing people to that state. Um, and then amazing entrepreneurs like Marie Forleo, who's just, she just innovates. She just innovates all the time. Like, I don't think talk of a recession is something that she is, she's aware of certainly, but isn't, you know, letting control all of her decisions. Um, I suspect she too is someone who's like, how are we going to innovate in a time like this? So that's really what I'm excited about is the conversations around innovation. Funnily enough, Dr. Joe Dispenza and Marie Forleo were some of the first teachers that I accessed when I was making the shift from working as a full-time nurse to then also creating my business and creating what I want to, how I want to work and how I want it to look and to be a little bit more expansive. And Marie Forleo's B-School was actually the first course I paid money on to kind of learn the understandings. And one of my clients, she was like a, she's a university business teacher at the local university here and she's like honestly a lot of what we teach is outdated so when we are in the spheres of the online learning spaces you're actually i find uh, finding getting more current and relevant information and dr joe dispenza i've spent actually a number of times with him and i recorded one of his meditations speaking of being in the quantum when i would listen to that meditation something extra special would happen in my day. 
in the sense that the day would go through with a little bit of more ease and grace. And I would have really spectacular opportunities happen on those days when I would be more in that energy. So I know exactly what you are talking about and alluding to. But I think what I'm looking forward to most is getting a chance to see my friends like yourself again, and being in our tribe. And this being with our tribe is an important sense of purpose. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it amplifies it. So, you know, I feel like I'm at this phase of life where all the journals in the bookstore, you know how they always have these sayings on the front and they're inspirational. I'm like, oh, I understand them all now. Like they were always just this saying and now I'm like, oh, I really get it. But this idea of who you surround yourself with is so powerful. And I had a conversation about this within uh, our mastermind group this morning. And I said, you know, I went up, I was up at my cabin for the last few days and, and having, um, I was masterminding with myself before my team came in and I had two days to just like get clear on some things. Um, and we were lamenting that, you know, we've, we've got to, we've got to manage some of the scarcity mindset that ha- that happens and is existing within uh, our community. And we'll always have that and we'll all, all move through that. Um, And I was spending a lot of time just like really taking stock and ownership of my responsibility in that piece. Um, And it's, and it's interesting. And and one of the reasons why I want to make such an effort to make sure that we recognize and have systems and other places to send people who are stuck there is because even in, in the context of our mastermind community, when you are surrounded by conversations related to scarcity it's, I feel like scarcity is like gravity. It's as powerful a force and it will pull you into that world. And so you can be aware of economic policy and economic events and uh, the academia of economics. So we increase our interest rates and have unemployment at a certain level. That equals a recession. But what I don't want is to be in the emotional energy of the panic associated with that piece of information. And so you know, this idea of our community and the people we surround ourselves with, there's a whole side of that that isn't, that is an intangible understanding. And you know, when you're in the right room and you're, you're so right, like this is an event where you're, you're in the room with people who are endeavoring consistently to vibrate up. It's a lot of light workers. That's what I found. When that's, I was like a, that's a good summary of my eight minute diatribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of light workers that are kind of here to be on the earth and serve a mission and help others. And, you know, I've been to nursing conferences and I've sat in a room with like hundreds of people. And I mean, they're my tribe too, right? love going to nursing conferences and aesthetic conferences and plastic surgery conferences and getting updates on the latest and greatest. But there's something to be said for sitting in a room with a whole collection of healers in their own right that are trying to figure out how they can make an impact, live with purpose, have fun, have the life of their dreams, and be able to balance their purpose, play, and family life together And the first time I sat in the room with yourself and a number of other, you know, heavy hitters like Dr. Mercola, Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, to name a few, that's where I actually felt the most ever in my life that I am with my tribe. And it's just such a gift when you can find that. And sometimes it just takes time to find that. We've had a number of wonderful comments and questions come through, and I will get to them. Don't you worry. There's some really nice things that people have been saying. 
Um, but I want to ask you, while we're on the topic of balance and purpose and play and family life and our jobs and our roles, how do you balance purpose, play and family life? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it depends on the season that we're in at any given time. So I, I tend to aim for this concept of harmony versus uh, balance because I feel like balance has got one has a lot of baggage to it. Um, and two, it feels like there's stuff you're supposed to do. And I have, I have three kids and they all play competitive sports and I have a busy business and, um, my husband has a busy business. And so, um, this idea of, of balance, um, doesn't resonate with me as much as this notion of, of harmony. Um, and that for me comes back to, uh, comes back to intention. So how do I want my purpose to manifest in my family? Um, that is one of the ways that we actually create balance. So I talk about my business as being a family business. And so when we're running our big live event, I'm like, Hey guys, what do you want your job to be? Are you, are you, are you doing all of the, the name tags? Are you coming and helping me out at the event? Like we're all in this together and then they have ownership and they have excitement and it's not something mommy does. And I never get to see her. It's something we're all a part of and they understand what my mission is. And so that's a big part of it. And if I'm not esoteric about it and I'm like super honest, it also means that when I'm sitting at a soccer field, I'm either in my car, like clearing out my inbox in the evening, or I have my computer sitting on the, on the side of the field, not always, but sometimes. So, you know, last week, my daughter was on an hour and a half practice. I went for a 30 minute run and then I grabbed my computer and I finished off a presentation I was going to have to do the next day. And then we got back in the car and I was totally present with her. I wasn't thinking about million things. So, you know, one of the things about our digital world is that we can, we can collapse time in a different way. We can enjoy our mornings. I go for a walk with my husband till 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'll sit on the side of a soccer field and clear my inbox. So there's no one way to do it. There's no rule. It doesn't have to end at five o'clock. It's how do you, how do you want to live your life and what does out of balance look for you? So rather than the striving to constantly be in balance, recognize what out of balance looks like, because when I, I, I don't know what balance is, but I know what out of balance feels like and that I don't want to stay there. And that's when actual tangible things come into play. I, I hire a house manager who like manages all the things that I can't wrap my head around, um, or stay present with. Like, I just get to make different decisions when I recognize that we are out of balance and I aim for harmony most days of the week. Okay. We're going to get a little bit energetic woo here in just a second, but first of all, so funny. Okay. Let's just be raw here. Um, Megan voice messaged me this morning and said, Hey, can we talk about the energetics of living a life with purpose might be a little bit woo. Are you up for that? I'm like, come on. Megan. Are you kidding me? like most of the audience here are intuitive empaths. I drop woo. I drop energy because the space between us with our beautiful body and our universe is 70 to 80% energy. It's called the dark matter. It's called the quintessence, the fifth element, the space between. This is what makes up most of us, which is energy. So let's get that right. And then everything else will follow. But the cultivation of your body, mind, spirit, energy, and detoxification practices will allow you to optimize, optimize the space between so that the space between all the mechanics between your atoms and molecules and all of that, when you have toxic thought, energy, food, 
in your environment, body, mind, spirit, energy come at you, your body's going to be working like egg beaters and it's just going to spit that out. And there will be no room for those, uh, those things and ideas to accumulate like the heaviness of what you said, we got to hold the hope. This has been like a huge psyops on our hope to crush our hope. And I've had a lot of people in the military and intelligence world actually tell me that, that this is an onslaught on our hope. So when our hope wavers, or if we're out of balance, what happens with the skin is you're probably going to see breakouts. You're probably going to see more hyperpigmentation. You're probably going to see hair loss. And you will even see things like puffiness around the eyes. Now, the skin tells us what's been going on internally a couple of days to a couple of weeks later. So if you've been through a stressful time, really lean into your skincare. Don't waver from your personal care. Because if you slack on that and give yourself a pass for a week with your skincare and self-care... A week or two later, you're going to be noticing breakouts. You're going to be noticing more lackluster skin. So there are some skin signs of being out of balance and start to become more intuitive with what your body is trying to tell you. So while we're talking about energy, Megan, I'd love for you to share with us, what is the energy of purpose and radiance? How do you live in the quantum? It is a work in progress. Uh, and it is intentional work every day. And I will also just say, I don't always, I don't always hang out there, um, because I'm human. So, you know, I, I mentioned that I'm, I was like in my own state of, of mastermind and, and thinking before I brought my team in. And one of the things I, I got super curious about are what are the things that actually hold us within our state of, of limiting beliefs? So I have a lot of people are like, must be nice to live your purpose, um, and there's just this like, oh, isn't it lovely for you that you can get up and live your purpose every day? And I don't, I don't buy into that energy uh, anymore, but I also understand that their energy comes from somewhere. And so one of the, one of the ideas that I was really unpacking was what is, what is the role of our family of origin and where we started off and the messaging that we had as kids, as it pertains to this notion, I like to talk about purpose, but I also like to talk about this idea of quantum wealth. I love this notion of, I just actually, I'm uncapped. I'm untethered. I don't have, I don't have any, like, there's nothing to stop me. There's no upper level that we're having to work, uh, work within. And I was even aware in the last few days of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm breaking through the limiting beliefs that were imposed upon me in my family of origin. At the age of 42, I am still working on this. Some other people moved through it a long time ago and some people never will get there. But it, I actually think it's the tightest ring we have to move through of all the rings we're going to have to push through. When we can push through that one, now we can start to really like exist in our, un, our unleashed state. And this, this rung, if we were to think about it, this is like this plan of ascension towards this like quantum potential and impact and possibility, this bottom rung, I call it like the, it's the energy of like the work and the, the money and the outcome and the trip and the lifestyle and all the things I have to work for it. I have to win it or it's a windfall. But all of the energy of all of these things is it's other people bestowing it onto me. My boss doesn't pay me enough. I'll never get there. I'll like, there's all these limitations on it. And there's a lot of resentment that lives in that. I work so hard, but still don't get it. I'm not one of those people. So that, that sort of victim state that exists and that vibrates at that level. And if you grew up in that, and that was all of your messaging, my gosh, like that's, that is a lot that you have to, uh, that you have to unpack and break through and redesign those beliefs that were created for you at a very impressionable phase of life. That next phase 
when we move past the like work windfall phase to me is the make and keep and make and keep is still an extension of that scarcity energy. But we're like toying with the fact that I could have a lot, but I've got to make it right. And this is, you know, this is the energy of like the self-made person, right? And they're walking around all day. They're like, yeah, I'm totally self-made like, and, and I'm going to keep it all. Right. And so that too has, that has an energy with it. And I, I grew up in a lot of that piece. I was like, okay, like work hard and make money and, and invest it and find ways of being able to keep it and grow that wealth. Like for a long time, I was like, oh, that's really, uh, that's really key. These are, there are key core lessons. I want to be able to hand off to my girls. And then I realized, well, that in and of itself caps me because it's holding me in this belief that I constantly have to find ways of, of working and making. But what if I can start to leverage that? What if I can work in my zone of genius and purpose and let go a little bit of my limiting belief that I have to be working all the time? And I think especially as women, when we like did well in school and we were rewarded for perfection and we realized, you know, if I do all the things, I get all the rewards. Um, But what if you actually just stepped into your zone of genius and all of the rewards and all the things magnetically started to come to you? And that is the place I want to hang out in right now. This is this idea of attracting and manifesting and, and existing in a magnetic state. And I think you're more powerful in that state when you know how to work, when you understand the mechanics of being able to invest, it makes all of that move faster for you, but it's not, it's not necessarily a prerequisite. And so to me, this idea that we can move into this state and above that state, is just like, I don't even know what's above that state. It's not clear to me yet, but that I'm just like labeling all of that quantum. There's just like, There's no limiting beliefs and there's no form and there's nothing, but it's this idea of attracting and manifesting and then leveraging these other school uh, tools and experiences. That's what I'm really excited to lean into as it pertains to the creation of wealth, as it pertains to impact, as it pertains to infinite energy, as it pertains to radiance, like the radiance just flows when you get to hang out uh, in that space. So these, these are ideas that I, I'd like to tap into because I think there's a calibration to at each of these, these levels and you're constantly rising up. You're moving further and further away from the pull of that gravity as you intentionally uh, try to move up that uh, rung. And I have no idea where we started in this conversation, but that's where we've ended up is how do we move up the rung uh, towards quantum possibilities? Oh, I love that. Just being able to make space also for more beauty and radiance and calling in, being able to receive the best hair, skin, nails of your life and wealth and relationships and the personal and professional beautiful facets and aspect to yourself to be kind of like diamond emanations, if you will, of all of these different pieces about you that are bright and shiny. But you know, There's also the shadow side of things and shadow work to be done. And if you don't do that work, it will dampen your ability to radiate. So psychological work is also a key part of this, too. We've had some beautiful comments come through uh, from some of my audience members, community and clients here. So we have Lucia spending time with us. uh, Claudia, hello. And Lucia says something really sweet. So I'm about to tell you, show you how to receive a compliment instead of like, oh, no, 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 no. Stop doing that when someone tries to compliment you. Lucia says the most radiant people that could be is Rachel. 
So that's just really sweet of Lucia to say. And Lucia has been following me for quite a long time. So that's really, really sweet. Claudia says, I just started my own business as a professional organizer. And it feels so awesome when I help people organize their space. They're always so grateful. So yes, receive that gratitude that you're being shared and allow that to be kind of a signal that, you know, you're cleaning someone's home. You're literally making the energy in their home more calm and pure and and structured. So thank you everyone for joining Dr. Megan Walker and I today. And I would just like to encourage everybody to learn more about Megan Walker at meganwalker.com. Be sure to check out her impact show and podcast. And you can even check out my interview that was just published recently on her show too. So that's some incentive to spend some time with Megan. I wish we had more time. We have about a minute left. Do you have any closing words for us today, Megan? No, I, you know, more than anything, just go create space to tap in and really understand what your purpose is. You'll find everything starts to uh, accelerate from there. It doesn't cost you anything to spend time alone with yourself and really delve into these skill sets and gifts that you have, uh, have been given. And we have a big world out there that would absolutely benefit from having them um, placed within it. So that's, that's where I would leave it on, on my side. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone, each and every one of you listening, either live here. Thanks for spending time with me and Megan. And also, if you're catching the replay here, be sure to email me any questions or feedback you have from today's show. How can I continue to serve you better? So then in the process, I get served better, too. It's the send and receive, right? Email me directly, info at rachelvarga.ca. That's my direct line of communication. And check out the show notes of this episode for more ways to work with Megan Walker, some of her free resources, and also some ways that I can support you as well. Just a shout out, if you have not yet booked your one-on-one with me, do so because I am going to be taking some time off. Like I said, I'm going to be hanging out with Megan Walker. So book your one-on-one with me for your at-home and in-clinic skin rejuvenation plan and ongoing support. Use promo code podcast15 at rachelvarga.ca. And Megan... Have I helped you with your skin journey as well? Have you ever? It's always a pleasure to get your insight. Absolutely. Yes, I'll be sending you some products to to help keep you looking fabulous on stage uh, in front of the big screen, you know, HD, all that stuff, HD makeup. I got you started, girlfriend. So thank you, everyone, for spending time with Megan and I here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Be sure to share, subscribe, like this episode, give me feedback, and I'll see you guys again right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Stay high vibe, stay radiant, and live your most purpose-driven, beautiful, radiant life.